Welcome to Unfuck Your Brain, the only podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, feminism, and coaching to rewire your brain and get what you want in life. And now here's your host, Harvard Law School grad, feminist rock star, and master coach, Kara Lowenthal. Hello, my chickens. I am so excited for this week and next week's episodes, which are conversations with the one and only Brooke Castillo, who is the founder of the Life Coach School, the person who trained me to be a coach, and now one of my good friends. And while we don't see eye to eye on everything, we have enormous love for each other and so many incredible conversations. And so I'm so happy to get to share a couple of those conversations with you. In this episode, we're talking a lot about authority and what it means to be an authority in your own life. If you are listening to this the day it comes out, which is October 27th, you can join the Claim Your Authority Masterclass, which is tomorrow, October 28th. If you're listening to this afterwards, you can still sign up and get the replay. You would just text your email to plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four, and the code word is CYA, or go to unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash CYA. This is a 90-minute masterclass in which I am teaching the three core skills you need to know in order to claim authority in your own life. And I'm going to be teaching the five subconscious blocks we have to claiming that authority that keep us playing small, people-pleasing, seeking external validation, crowdsourcing our decisions, and kind of unable to take ownership of our own lives. I think when you listen to this conversation with Brooke, you're going to hear what the difference is when you really take that authority in your life. She is an example of that. I'm an example of that. And I want all of you to be examples of that too. So text your email to plus one three four seven nine nine seven one seven eight four and the code word is CYA or go to unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash CYA if you're listening to this on the 27th October or the morning of the 28th of October, you can attend live. If not, that's totally fine. You'll just get the replay if you sign up. Uh, well, you'll get the replay either way. You don't have to be able to attend live, but you'll get the replay either way. But if you are signing up right when this comes out, you will also be able to attend live if you can. All right, my friends, let's get into it. All right, my chickens. For some of you, our guest today needs absolutely no introduction. And then others of you are going to be like, wait, what's happening? So some of you are going to lose your minds at the beginning. Some of you will lose your minds by the end once you have fallen in love with her. (laughs) (laughs) I am talking today to my teacher and mentor and sometimes my coach when I'm coachable, the inimitable Brooke Castillo. And we are going to actually, we're doing a two-part series. So this, we're going to have an episode this week, and then we are going to have an episode next week. And for this week, since you guys have all been hearing me talk about authority quite a bit, we're talking all about authority and you're going to get the real dirt because Brooke has coached me from the beginning. So she knows what a non-authority I used to be. (laughs) So (laughs) do you want to introduce yourself for people who don't know you? There are people who listen to the podcast. Yeah, sure. Hi. Chickens. (laughs) Chickens. <laughs> Chickens. That's right. <laughs> That's what everyone is, right? Yeah. I'm Brooke Castillo. I run the Life Coach School. I am a huge fan of Unfuck Your Brain. We can swear in here, right? No, we just call it Unfuck Your Brain, but then there's no swearing on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> huge fan. I love everything, Cara. I 
feel like she's one of my best friends. I coach her, but she also coaches me and mostly on my love life and <laughs> how crazy I am. So I am, I'm super happy to be here and I'm really excited about this topic. I think that this might be one of our biggest challenges as women right now, for sure. Yes. So let's just like dive. What do you even, how would you even define authority? I would be so curious. I've been thinking about like, what does that even mean as I've been teaching this? You know, I like to teach first, then think, what does this even mean that I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, how would you define it? Oh my gosh. That's a hard question. The ability, is it the ability to make decisions about your own life or is it the choice to make decisions Mm. about your own life? Yeah. I think it's like, on one level, we're always making choices, right? Even when we think we don't have a choice. Consciously. Yes. Yeah. We are making choices. I think authority is like the belief that you are the kind of, it's like I need another word for authority, but it's like authority is a feeling of like groundedness in the decision-making. I think like authority is the feeling that it's almost like you can define it by like the absence of thinking that someone else has to tell you what to do. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I think about like, do I have authority over my own life? How do you check that? That's kind of an interesting question. Like, how do you check to see if you have authority? Do you have the power? Because not everyone does in this world, right? right? Do you have the power to make decisions about what you do or don't do? Yeah. Maybe the better definition is like in the areas where you do have power, are you taking on that responsibility? Right. Right. So like there are some things that we can't decide for ourselves because of whatever circumstances. So it's not like absolute amount, like the person who can decide the most things has the most authority. Right. But in your own life, in the areas where you can make decisions and it's tricky, right? Because sometimes we think we can't make decisions in areas that we can make decisions in. That's one of our biggest thought confusions, right? right? Is thinking like, I have no control over any of this when in fact you do have control over some of what's going on. Well, you know, this is actually interesting because when does authority actually exist? Is it, do you have authority, even though you're not making decisions with authority about your own life, does that mean the authority isn't there or is it there whether you're doing it or not? I think it is, it is there, right? Yeah. That's why I think it's like claiming authority. It's sort of like, Somebody is making the decisions and side note, it's like, it's still you most of the time, but are you like claiming that and being like, oh, I'm the decision maker. So let me decide. Or are you like, I don't know if I should be the decision maker. I can't trust myself. Like, let me ask 12 other people what they think. Let me try to make the decision based on what I think my dead mom would think. Let me like salt all of this stuff outside of myself. Well, I'm just thinking like, as you're talking, I'm thinking about all the women that went before us that like literally, and and many women in the world right now that like legitimately don't have the authority to make decisions about their own life. And I think sometimes I feel like I have been given the privilege in so many areas of my life to have authority over those decisions. And because of the way I'm socialized, because of the way I think sometimes I don't do it. And so many of my clients don't do it. And I think exercising our authority, I guess, in our own lives mm-hmm. is our responsibility. Yeah. I think there's like so much, all of that socialization, right? I, I think like, as you said, sort of there are places in the world, this is still the case or individual people who still have the circumstance. But if you go back a few hundred years, it was pretty much all women, at least in the Western world, right? Didn't have the yes. authority to make decisions in their own lives, like yes. who they were going to have sex with and when, and whether they could have a job and whether they could have money and whether they were going to have kids or not, all of that. And so there's like so much socialization from thousands of years that existed to justify that system, right? If you have a system where one group of people doesn't get any power over their own lives, you have to have a lot of social beliefs that justify it, that like women are weak and irrational and stupid and they need to be Mm. led and they need guidance and they need a man to take care of them and all of that. And so we've like 
had a, such an enormous amount of like technological and legal change in the last 150 years. So like you can, at least sometimes in some states in this country now, control whether or not you have a child right. that's changing, right? But like you can have a bank account, all of this, but that socialization still sticks around. And that's where we get what you're describing, which is like, there are areas we could have authority over, but we don't take it, right? We don't act it's on so it. So true. I mean, I mean, I'll give you the perfect example of yeah. this in terms of money in my life. And I have taken the authority, the power to make the decision about how much money I want to make, right? And it is insane how many of us do not make that decision consciously, mm-hmm. right? We just like default into what someone else is willing to pay us or what someone else has told us is possible. So I've kind of gone into the world and decided that I will make $100 million. And the amount of disbelief and like, I don't know what the right word is, but just like- Disapproval. Um, like if a woman yeah, disapproval, claims authority- Yeah, disapproval that I get, especially from like men, the audacity of me to even make a claim that I will make that amount of money has been fascinating. And I just keep exercising my authority to say it and do it and (laughs) follow through on it. But it is disruptive. And when you think about it, why? Why should that a decision about how much money I want to make? Why should that be so disruptive? to so many people around me and like, oh, the audacity to exercise (laughs) your authority. Brooke, the audacity, Castillo. Yeah, right. I think like when we, I was just coaching somebody about this at Clutch College and she was like, you know, I'm afraid to like, to claim my authority and show up like as big and brilliant as I can be. I think it's gonna be hard to swallow for some people. And I was like, yeah. So like, let them choke. Yeah. Right. Like, but that it's, you're not, we're not wrong. Let them choke. (laughs) That's amazing. Let them choke on it. There was like a gasp in the room. Yeah. We were going to get tote bags. I said, let them choke, but it's a little, you know, it's could be out of context, Um, (laughs) but it's sort of like, I think, you know, it's this one, two punch. Like when I'm in this claim your authority challenge, I'm doing the week that this airs, we're talking a lot about people pleasing and validation scene. Cause it's like all wrapped up. Right. It's like, we are afraid to claim our authority because also like, people will get upset. And like, why should we think that we're allowed to decide anything for ourselves? And then what if other people don't like it? And of course they might not like it, but then all the conditioning around people pleasing kicks in. So then we're like, well, I can't tolerate that. I can't tolerate people not liking that. I want to, whatever it is, make a lot of money, Yeah, have an unconventional life, whatever. And that's real. And that that is because of the way that we're conditioned and also because of our, I think our human brains and our biology. I just recently spoke at Funnel Hacking Live, which is an event of mostly men marketers that want to make a lot of money. And I spoke and, you know, in my way, spoke about the things I speak about, right? <laughs> spoke about making I spoke about making lots of money and I spoke about how much money I make and I spoke about how important it is to understand ourselves and our feelings. And I coach people in the audience and I have a lot of like big energy and I didn't hold back and I went for yeah. it. And afterwards I was talking to someone who had seen me speak. And he was like, yeah, I mean, you have some real BDE up there. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not what that is. I'm like, because I don't have one of those. That's not what that is. (laughs) And I could feel like this man was not intentionally trying to put me down. I really don't think so. I just think it's all this like unconscious, like, well, you really are. He was not. That's not what a woman he's been programmed to think a woman's supposed to be like. That's just right. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm like, that is not big dick energy. That, and it's yeah. not big pussy energy either because I don't have a big pussy. I'm like, that's just me being a woman 
right. on fire on who, who I am showing up as fully me. Right. But it's so I, fascinating that even that term involves genitalia, right? Cause right, we are so course. conditioned to think that power or energy, it's like that, that has to do with gender. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. Why is it even about, why can't it be like big left arm energy? Like why, right. It's like, (laughs) what does it have to do? That's what we're going to start calling it. How's that left arm energy coming? B-L-I-E, Blay. (laughs) Yeah. But I could see like for so many women, like a comment like that said in that way could be like, I don't know, could like, ignite someone to want to apologize or, oh my gosh, yeah, like, doing it you. like, oh, yeah. I am too much. Right. How many yeah. women are socialized to believe that like, it's a problem for them to be too much, right? Like they're too much. We don't even know what that means. It just means, does anybody around me feel at all uncomfortable with anything I'm saying or doing? Like, that's our definition yeah. of, am I being too much? And I think, well, like, and that you're not being a woman. And I think that's, yeah. I think so many of us are afraid to step into our feminine power because we get put down like that. Yeah. Or any power. Like I think whether you, like for me, Mm. I don't think of it as like feminine or masculine energies. It's just, there's a ton of social, like it has historically been dangerous to be a woman or any, or a person from any marginalized group and Mm -hmm. be big and bold and out there. And it still is in some places, right? You can't fully express your sexuality in some places without getting harassed or bullied or stalked or killed. You can't I mean, we're seeing right. the revolution. We're seeing the protests in Iran right now. Like there's still many places around the world that to try to take up all of that space and claim that authority is dangerous. But I think for those of us who live in a place where we do have that luck and privilege to be physically safe, right. That we can yeah. take that authority and we are not going to be captured by the secret police. Right. I mean, number one, the women in the rest of the world need us to do that work, right? Because we need yes. to change the world. That's such and, a good point. Yes. And we have to like see how it's holding us back. So I actually wanted to talk about because you have the inside track. Like when I first, I guess master coach training, so like 2017, like I got certified in 2015, I think. And then I did master coach training 2016, 2017. And although we weren't using this language, I think a lot of what we were kind of, you were coaching me on was this idea, right? That's of sort of like claiming the like identity of having a business or the identity of being an entrepreneur, yeah. of like being entitled to make those decisions. So I'm kind of, I mean, you of course may not remember because you've obviously coached I me. remember, I remember calling you a businesswoman and you being offended. I was like, I do not wear gray pantsuits. I am not a businesswoman. Yeah, we have the gray pantsuits was like the- Which is so interesting, right? That's what we would associate when we put the word business and woman together. That's what we're associating. And when I think of a gray pantsuit, I think of a woman trying to show up to look like a man, right? right? And blend in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I was resistant at the time because I was more strongly identified with like social justice work and business seemed like this bad word. But I do also think that it was when you were doing social justice work, there's a lot of disagreement about like how to do the thing. Like you can still have people have different ideas about like the best strategy or whatever, but there's often like at least what appears to be a clear orthodoxy. So you know, like what's the right thing to believe and what's the right thing to work on and what are like, we're all in agreement here. And then Mm. when you start when you kind of leave that and you start a business and you become an entrepreneur and it's just like a wide open field. And you have like no preparation or tra- I had no preparation or training. So right, right, right. It's not like I went to Wharton and got an MBA. Like I had no idea what was happening. And that that and I think this is such a big issue for women who are so an issue for women of all kinds. But obviously, you and I hang out with a lot of coaches. Yeah. And like a lot of problems that I think that a lot of problems that people have in their coaching business is like, yeah, of course, there's money mindset, but 
it's also this, it's like, there's no Mm. self-trust and there's no belief in their own authority to make decisions. And so there's just constant, like playing small and checking with everybody else and doing what someone else tells them. And like just hiring, you know, business coach after business coach, even though it doesn't resonate trying the next thing. And like, None of that's going to work. You know, I can relate to that. When I was a new coach, I tell the story a lot about how I heard Amy Porterfield say that she'd made a million dollars in a year. And the thought that came to my mind right when I heard her say that is, are we allowed to do that? Right. Oh, that's that is what came to me. Like, wait, I was like, what? We're allowed to do that? Like, what an amazing thought that. Right. Like, where's the authority that is telling us this is okay as women to be showing up as who we really are and making a million dollars and not asking anyone permission just by our own authority. That that was a moment that really changed my life. And I was like, who? They're not they. Who are they? They're not limiting us anymore. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, there are no ceilings to what I'm able to do in my life. And that to yeah. me was claiming that authority to decide. But I also feel, I'm curious what you think about this. Yeah. I also feel that when I claim that authority and I have that authority, I feel like a lot of my clients come to me to ask me permission. Oh, totally. Yeah. To to be able to be as big, to be able to make the money. We're still seeking it from the people that have gone ahead of us when we actually don't even need it. Totally. I mean, I have a podcast episode called No Gods, No Gurus. That Mm. is all about the idea that like, I am not your fucking guru. I don't know what you should do. I'm not in charge of you. Like you don't have my, one thing I say to my clients often is like, you don't have my permission to like substitute me for your own authority or like, yes. you don't have my permission. Oh, to, like, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Like you don't, and you don't have my permission to use me to like judge and beat yourself up. Mm. Right. Because like you are just going from what I was just coaching a very successful coach colleague and, you know, friend of ours, like two days ago about how like just so much suffering from thinking you're doing it wrong. You're doing yeah. it wrong. And from, and I was like, let's go through your, this is someone I know well. So I was like, let's go through your life. Like, at every stage, you just joined a group and then you adopted the principles and values and measurements that group told you. And then you, mm-hmm. right. It's like great. It's like good a student, right? Like be a good student. But Hey, I want to say though, by the way, that is key in so many of our lives is we have to be surrounded and in groups of people that can help us change the way we think. And I do think it's so much easier when you're part of a coaching program or part of a community that has thinking and has people in there that are thinking the way that you want to think, we can utilize that. The trouble is when we give away our authority to it, right? So we we need to be in those environments. We need to be in these coaching groups where people are changing our ideas and have those consistent messages. But just be careful that we're not following that same pattern of like, okay, what do I do now, mom? What do I do now? Totally, right. It's like, you want a community of chefs if you're a chef, because that's how you learn technique and get to practice and have community and all that. But it's not a good situation if you're like, well, this chef I admire only makes Korean food. So that's the only thing I can make. I'm not making Korean food. I'm doing it wrong. And right. Like just using, I think the sort of the problem with a lot of spaces that are not thought work oriented is that there's plenty of people there very willing to be like, yeah, here's what you should do. Let me tell you what to do. Like, and here's, I'm going to put myself in a position of power where my job is to judge if you are performing well enough. Right. And then I think we get so sucked into that, but the sort of advantage of being in it, like, I mean, my experience going through coach training was exactly like this. Like 
I mean, I would just would never be where I am now. Not only if I had not been trained by you, but if I hadn't had all my coaching colleagues and friends. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I often think that it was like so healthy and good for me that when I came into coach training with you, we already had like one big area that we didn't kind of align on, which was weight loss coaching, because that just sort of kept me from falling into like, I still did a little bit because we're all, you know, we're human and I had my own authority figure issues, but like, I think that saved me a little bit from just being like, okay, well, Brooke is my new master and she knows everything. And she's going to tell me, you know, like she knows. Well, that's why it's so important. This is what I try to teach anyone who's going to be in a quote unquote authority position with their students or with their clients is you have to constantly be claiming your own authority over your own life. So you don't feel like any sense of authority over someone else's life Mm -hmm. ever, right? Because if you start thinking that you have authority over someone else's life, you are very, very confused. And if you are a coach trying to help other people, your job is to help them claim their own power, which is their own authority over their own life. And listen, I never, when I'm coaching, I'm sure you feel the same way. I never want to coach a bunch of people that want to be just like me. I already have me. Like, I don't want everyone to be like me. I love that people are different. I love that we disagree on things. I love that we can banter. That's what makes life so amazing, right? And it's the same with parenting. It's the same with I was about to say, I think there's something important here around like leadership in any area. It's like, whether you're trying to be a parent or a manager at work or a coach or just in your relationship, whatever it is, like, because I think that women are socialized to have this backwards where they're like, well, authority is like bossing other people around, right? And like- authority, I think a lot of women and or other marginalized people have had a lot of negative interactions with authority, right? Where an authority system is there to like punish and enforce and keep you in line or they've experienced. I mean, I remember coaching one of our LCS coaches at a retreat I did a year ago around authority where she was like, she came up in a very high demand religion where she saw authority being used Mm. to, you know, to kind of like cover up sexual abuse and justify a lot of things. And it was like, I don't want to be that. Like that's what she thought was authority, right? So I think that we have this subconscious block of like, I don't want to claim authority because I've seen all the bad things authority, quote unquote, has done, Mm. right? But I think you're exactly right that when you truly take authority in your own life and you are coaching yourself and doing emotionally healthy work, right? Yeah. You actually are way less, I don't really, you don't want authority in anybody else's life. No. Like you're not even interested. Your own authority is like a full-time job. Right. You're like, you I'm going to be working on this forever. Of- right. That's why yeah. I always say to my clients, I'm like, I don't have time to solve your problem. Like I got my own shit going on. I don't have time to be. This, okay. So when I was originally, speaking of weight loss, when I was originally a weight loss coach, I really saw this happening with people where they wanted to come. And, you know, one of the things that I've always taught is like, you have to decide what you're going to eat tomorrow. Right. Like. And I, I like them to decide ahead of time, right? You choose what you are going to eat. How hard is it for a woman so to hard. decide what she's going to eat and what she kept saying to me? What do you eat? I just want to eat what you eat. You just tell me what to eat. And this is, you know, so much of our education system is right. let me let me provide you with what the answers are. And then you just repeat them back to me. Right. And I have spent more time with more women giving them authority over what they actually put in their mouth for food. Right. It is insane. You decide what you eat. It's not even that like, it's too hard. We don't even want it. We want to abdicate our responsibility. What is that about? I think that's because we're terrified of doing it wrong because Mm. we've been like, for so many reasons, I think we've been socialized to believe that, especially as women that our value 
you know, that we don't have like inher- inherent value. Our value comes mm-hmm. from what other people think of us and doing it right. Come on. And that so, so true. We want to so get it right. True. So we huh. don't want to take responsibility. I mean, like, I think that's such a good example when you, th- I would, I did this whole list of like things women are taught they need someone else to tell them how to do. And it was, mm-hmm. even mine wasn't basic enough. I posted it and somebody was like, yeah. And also how to like sit and stand and walk. Like how should a lady sit? Like, don't walk that way. That's too lascivious, right? Don't walk that way. Wow. That's too masculine. Like when you really think about it, just every, yeah, the smallest to the biggest thing women are taught. Like, I don't see a lot of articles from men that are about like how to sit and walk. Like we assume that they know how to do that. That is crazy. Right? Like when you really think about how many things in women's lives, like I probably, you and I don't spend a lot of time reading like Cosmo magazine anymore, but right. When you go, well, it like, tells you like how to make your man happy, how to get dressed, how to, right, sex, how to whatever, right? how to style your hair. If you have a round wow. face, God forbid, like whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. like, is it any wonder that we are like, I need three people to read this email before I can send it. Or actually yes. I'll ask three people to read it after I've sent it just because I still can't stop worrying about it. Right. Like we're so, just, okay. Yes. Let's talk about, let's give everyone listening and ourselves like mm-hmm. some ideas about this. Like how can we begin to do this? How can we just do little things where we can start claiming more authority in our lives? What do you think? Well, I think that the reason we won't claim authority is this, is it's the same as like the reason we're afraid to make a decision is that we're going to beat the shit out of ourselves on the other side. Right. Right. So I always think the number one thing is like decide on purpose ahead of time. Right. Which, you know, you taught me, like, what are you going to think about this? Regardless of whatever the decision is, right. Is like, what are you going to think? If you eat this for lunch and then, I don't know, you have a stomach ache or you're tired later, like whatever you're afraid is going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you choosing to think for yourself? And I also think finding like a very low stakes decision to make, this is like, you got to start with little things and then make a decision and like, see that the world didn't end. Yes. And like make a decision and see that the world didn't end. This is what it is, right? It's what you were saying about right and wrong. It's being willing to make the wrong decision and still have your back. So I'll give you an example. I decided I wanted to buy a house with this guy I was dating. When I was freshly divorced, I started dating this guy and immediately thought that I should buy a house with him and move in. And so I put all the money down. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was like 200K, like a ridiculous amount of money down on this house. And I was like in that moment, like claiming my authority. I can do Mm -hmm. that. I can do whatever the F I want. I can, Mm -hmm. you know, buy a house, or not. And I have lots of money. And so I can do that. And I decided later not to buy that house. Mm -hmm. And I lost that money that I had put down. And I don't know why. I do know why. I shouldn't say I don't know why. It made me feel so powerful Mm. because I exercised my authority to make a decision. And then I exercised my authority to unmake that decision, to make a different decision. Even though the decision was wrong, instead of making it me feel disempowered instead of following through on that original decision to make sure it was right. So people wouldn't think I was crazy. It's like both of those decisions. I'm just like, I am a baller in my own life. I wasn't like mad at myself, beating myself right. up. I was like, you didn't make yourself wrong. Yeah. Like it, it, that was the wrong decision in the sense that yes. I want to keep making it, but you didn't make yourself wrong for making it. Oh my decision. God. That is everything. Yeah. I hope you say that a lot to your people. Cause that is like mind blowing. I just, this just came from coaching the coach I was talking about. Cause I just was that, so, is so good. So let's say it again. Like, yeah, attached really to wrong. There's a difference between, and in your case, it really even is an opinion, but there's even a difference between like 
the math being wrong on something. But I thought I had this amount of money or I have that amount of money. I thought doing this would produce this result and it did this, whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought this was how to build a deck and then the deck fell apart. Like you can be yeah. even factually wrong about Yeah, something. of course. Yeah. That is very different than making yourself morally wrong, right? That there's mm-hmm. something wrong about you as a person. It's sort of like the distinction that some people use between guilt. I, this is between guilt and shame. The idea being like guilt is that I've yes, done something exactly. wrong. Shame yeah. is that I am wrong. Yes. It's the same thing. So when we say like, oh, I was wrong and it actually took me, so, I mean, I've been coaching for years. And I didn't catch this until now because I just wasn't seeing that people are conflating those two meanings. Yes. Right. So it's like, you think you're coaching them on how the math was wrong and you're like, okay, the math was wrong. You were wrong that you were going to want to live with that guy. Okay. Right. 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 But really what it means, what they mean, why they can't get over it is no, that means I'm bad. Like if you do something wrong, it means something about your worth and value, your okayness. Well, like, yeah, because it's like, even thinking about it, it's like, I'm just dating this guy. I'm going to buy a house with him. Like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Nothing. Right. Nothing is wrong with me. That was just the wrong decision at the time. And had I gone through and purchased the house, it would have been fine. It would have been right. great. And so just knowing that I don't ever have to beat myself up for making a wrong decision. And of course, that's just, like you said, an opinion. Right. But I we can make a wrong decision. We could we can invest in, you know, <laughs> something that <laughs> goes way in down or whatever. And that would, right. That would be the math, yes. right? But also like what makes it wrong, some of the end of it could be like, I learned the most important lesson of my life out of that experience. Yes. Like, right. You get to decide. I think the thing that people can do and start practicing on this part of this is like, this isn't exactly one of those things where you can just be like, then practice this exact thought. But I think the thing we have to give up, the lie that our brain is telling us is if we just get enough other people to co-sign our decision, then we will feel secure in it. Yeah. Right. We so just we get enough people allowing it. We just get enough. Right. Permission. Just enough permission yeah. slips. We just got to get enough yes. permission slips. Just got to get like at least three friends and two coworkers and our boss and our ex-boyfriend to sign off <laughs> on our decision. And our mother. Don't forget. And our mother. Always our mother. <laughs> But that's a lie. You know how we know it's a lie is that you've been crowdsourcing approval and permission your whole life and you still don't feel secure in any decision you make. Right. And after the decision, you still keep thinking about it and you still don't, you still worry about whether you made the wrong decision. So I think that's the fantasy we have to give up because the reason people have such a problem with this thought pattern is it's just like chasing, it's like compulsive shopping or something where you're like, I'll finally feel good about myself when I get like the right outfit. So I'm just going to like keep doing it, right? You have to give up this fantasy that if you get enough approval and enough permission slips, then you'll feel certain or sure. And if you do enough things right. Yeah. If you do enough things right, then you'll get the A on your paper, the A for approval. Right. And so when you think about this, like, this is so fascinating. When you think about exercising your authority is simply just making decisions. And I've been talking a lot to people about this that are like thinking about signing up for one of my programs and I'll tell them, and same thing with the clutch. I'm sure some of your students are doing this too. It's like, they think like, what does it take to turn this desire? Like I have this desire to be part of this into a decision. Mm. And that's where your power is, right? When you make this, not when you're thinking about the decision, but when you actually make the decision, your power is executed, whether it's the right or wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what so many of us women aren't doing. We think our power is executed when we make the right decision. That is not the case. Our our power is executed in our lives when we make any decision, because that's what keeps us moving forward. And so many of us are locked in lockdown. I'm not going to do anything until I'm assured success. Right. And that, I think this leads like the, the perfect sort of 
and the point of this, which is like the ultimate claiming of authority is the authority over your own mind where you yes. to think on purpose, right? Because making a decision doesn't cause your thoughts, right? It go- doesn't go that way. And there are things in your life you may not be able to change. You don't have authority over whether your parent gets cancer and you decide, right? Like right. there are many things in your life you don't have authority over making that circumstance different. Right. You always have authority over how you're going to think and feel about it. Yeah. And I think the thing that makes us feel the most victimized and unauthoritative is the belief that things outside of us cause our feelings. That is it. That is everything. It is, I'm going to execute my power by making this decision to make this amount of money. And I'm also going to use that same authority to treat myself kind, whether I do or I don't. Right. If you just are like, I'm going to execute my authority to make money and exercise no authority over my own brain and what it says to right. me during the process, like that's not really, that's a hollow authority, right? Like that's But that's really why we don't exercise it, right? Because right. we're this is everything right here. We don't make the decision to do the thing because we're not also making the decision to have our back when we do the thing. Right. Right. That's the difference. But if you decide both, you're like, I'm going to make this decision to do this thing. I'm also at the same time going to make the decision to have my back either way. You have to. That's what the authority is. Yes. And I'm going to make the decision to manage my mind, which is what having your back is, right? Which is preventing yourself from beating yourself up. Come on. Not beating yourself up. Right. So I think to bring it all home for the end of this episode, like claiming your authority means what it truly is, is claiming your authority over the way that you're going to think and feel, which of course leads to what you do, right? The whole reason that we are paralyzed over what to order for lunch is that we're like, okay, well, I sort of thought I was supposed to be doing keto and this guy, this person said that is good. But then this podcast said, maybe you do need carbs, but then like, what are the right kind of carbs? Cause then I read this other, right. This is the part of like, the reason you can't get enough permission slips is that the world doesn't fucking agree on anything. Right. So how are you ever going to crowdsource one single answer, right? The only place you can find a guiding principle is in your own self. And because yes. women are socialized to be disconnected from their own selves and to look outwards for approval and authority, like the key to claiming your authority is learning how to be in conversation with yourself, which means learning how to manage your mind, how to be aware of your thinking and your feeling and how to change it. So good. Come so on. Good. Come on. That, I mean, that really, that is, that is, if you really get that, like, listen to this a couple of times, like, I'm like having so many aha moments right now too. It's like, I've been really thinking about the difference between wanting something and deciding mm-hmm. to get it. And the, in that decision, right. And in the just basic decision to mm-hmm. live a conscious life and manage your mind, that changes everything. That's yeah. your ultimate authority. Brilliant. So good. Thank you, my friend, for coming on and sharing. Oh my God. It's my pleasure. Anytime. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast, you have got to come check out The Clutch. The Clutch is my feminist coaching community for all things Unfuck Your Brain. It's where you can get individual help applying all these concepts I teach to your own life and learning how to do thought work to blow your own mind. It's where you can learn new coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will change your life even more. It's where you can hang out and connect over all things thought work with other podcast chickens just like you and me. It's my favorite place on earth and it will change everything. I guarantee it. Come join us at www.unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash the clutch. Or you can just text your email address to 347-934-8861. If you text your email address to that number, we'll text you right back with a link to check out everything you need to know about the clutch. 347-934-8861. 
Or again, just go online to www.unfuckyourbrain.com forward slash the clutch. I cannot wait to see you there.